0: hello and welcome to the et phd team podcast the podcast here to help you with your relationship with food and body by giving you evidence-based techniques to support yourself with a sprinkling of feminism a dash of dismantling diet culture and a side of vulnerability as we share our own messy lives with you i'm Amelia, a registered nutritionist and phd with the sole purpose of making your life happier and healthier if you love it please do go wild and share it and if you're ready for support with our coaching details are in the show notes Hello and welcome to episode number 148 of the ETPHD team podcast with myself and a glowing Becca. How are you? I'm good.
1: I'm I'm very warm. My cheeks are like tomatoes. Yeah, but you don't know. I just turned into an American there. We don't say tomatoes here. (laughs) (laughs) You just look
0: glowing. I'm very jealous. I haven't, it's two o'clock and I realized I haven't washed my face yet. Oh. Those days. I'm foul. This is yeah. disgusting. I do have sun cream on. I just haven't washed my face. So, you know, priorities, but that's pretty foul. and um, how are you, Anna?
2: I am good, thank you. I am all good. I am not feeling very glowy, but
0: well, can I just say your teeth are very glowy and glistening and straight and wonderful? Thanks.
2: I still haven't got over
0: it, to be honest.
2: Every mirror, I'm like, oh my god, these are my teeth. <laughs> so
0: white they're doing
2: Happy, amazing happy
0: they are and as much as do you know what like I I think sometimes you know when people talk ask us about dieting and how you can want to change yourself but still accept yourself and I always use like the idea of like obviously I've had cosmetic surgery and I'm like well I still think that's one of the best things that I've ever done for myself and I'm always mindful of saying I don't want to glorify it too much because I still love myself uh, like you're you, you're teeth right you still love yourself before and you love yourself after but it's okay to say well actually I feel more confident if this part of me has changed whether it be body teeth nose whatever the case may be and it like you do get like that there's a girl girl that I've known from the past who was at IFS and she pulled me aside and she said I just want to see how much I love your nose and I got my nose done six months ago and it's changed my entire life and I was like and she kind of said it on the deal and I was like yeah like it's okay to say I want to change something sometimes and it doesn't mean that you don't respect yourself
2: oh no absolutely but I have realized and I don't know if you were like this with your new nose but I am Uh, obviously because I was so self-conscious about my teeth I never used to smile showing my teeth and the dentist was like oh we'd love to do a like before and after can you smile and show your teeth no it was it was cringe it was like when kids have their school photos and I was like is that it he's
0: like let's try again shall we (laughs) look happy not terrified (laughs) please will you send that do you have that picture (laughs) yeah
1: I (laughs) I would very much like to see that Max, um, I'm up for that. Don't <laughs> a retainer, Anna. What's that? Sorry, a retainer at night no time. Don't yeah,
2: be- yeah. I mean, ultimate sexy, but I've <laughs> got great teeth, so
0: swings and roundabouts, really. It was worth it for sure. And um, okay, let's crack on with the questions. Anna, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm starting with a Lulz one because I'm curious to hear these from you as well. Oh no, this is, this is good, okay, because at the beginning of the podcast I'm switched on and I'm mindful of what comes out of my mouth. The podcast,
2: <laughs> oh, maybe I should a I'm like- <laughs> So <laughs> she says, I've dipped my toes back into the dating pool and I'm waiting on Prince Charming to sweep me off my feet, purely for my own self-indulgence and to feel less alone in what is wrong with men. Please,
0: can I ask the worst chat-up lines you've had? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, someone, someone, oh, I got one yesterday. I wonder if I can find it. Did I screenshot it? I think (laughs) I did. I got one on my Instagram yesterday. Let me just scroll back, see if I can um, find what he said. Oh, damn it. Why would I not have saved it? Surely (laughs) I would have saved it basically it was in response to my post um about porn and he replied saying oh by the way I agree with your view on porn can I just say though you're stunning with a girl like you no man should need porn <laughs> that was special that was special Um, so you know obviously replied back and have a date next week
2: excellent mm. excellent
0: I don't know how um, that goes <laughs> um
1: oh, I don't know what have you when, I, when you get them through like Instagram question box that's just the most romantic of all isn't it oh
0: yeah yeah can I take you out for a drink and it's like mm, I this is a an anonymous question box I don't actually look at who asked them i B, like let's have some balls people
2: yeah, <laughs>
0: very special um oh, Do you know what? I don't know about you guys, and like obviously we're all in different situations in our love lives, right? But I don't actually really get chatted up very often. Like that doesn't doesn't generally happen happen to me.
2: No, I mean when I used to work in a bar, you'd get drunken guys towards the end of the night. But one that sticks in my mind, and it wasn't even like a awful chat up line. It was the lead up to asking me out for a drink is when I worked on the gym floor I mean with as you do when you work on the gym floor you always say hi and have a bit of a chat with people and it was a guy that used to train in the evening and he came up to me and was like so he was wearing glasses he didn't normally wear glasses and he was like as you can tell like I've got conjunctivitis but once that's clear do you want to go for a drink I was like no no oh, <laughs> no no like, you wouldn't even know why would you have to tell me that you've got a yummy eye like, I, I still don't want to go for with no. a drink maybe,
1: but don't lead with that <laughs> oh god he was kicking himself for like a month after that
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I obviously I was like not brave enough to be just like outward. No, I was like, mm-hmm, I think I need to go tidy. Bye. Oh. Like,
0: I just you know- tidy. <laughs> oh. People like if you want to feel good about yourself, I'm trying to find the one that I saw the other day about um on TikTok. If you want to feel good about yourself, go on onto TikTok and search for like Hinge, and just look at some of the like the things that men say and women say um on their like hinge prompts they're absolutely atrocious and they will 100% make you feel good about yourself because you think like, oh my god this is the quality of people that are out there I actually can't oh, damn it. I wanted to find the one I saw yesterday but I can't find it um but yeah I would go on there and that like that instantly like I don't I'm not on dating apps but when I see these I just think this is why I'm not on dating apps <laughs> but it does kind of lighten it because I think with dating apps you can feel really like down because you go on them and you just think this is the this is the quality of person like this is awful but then when you go on and see TikTok people making fun of it it does make you laugh and it makes you go into it in a much more lighthearted way of just like like everyone's in the same boat here let's just laugh at people and, and move yeah. on.
1: We set my mom up on a dating app recently for the lols, and it is so funny. Like the things that people come out with are just <laughs> so hilarious, and like she's she's not like some. My cousin had control of her phone, you know, taking taking the mic, and the things that were coming out. I was like, "Mom, if they meet you, they're going to be so disappointed because you're so funny." <laughs> <crying." laughs> <laughs> There's no matter hardly for like you know those dirty jokes, um. But it was so funny. Oh yeah, do you know when um you were saying about the child blinds and you turn around and you're like well I actually have a boyfriend sorry and then it just cuts it usually one time I was on I I was working in New York for a summer on my J1 we call it you know I don't know if you have that when you like leave go away for the summer anyway I was sitting on a train on the way home from work and this guy kept going and going and going and I was like oh my god like I have a boyfriend and he just turned around and went well he can make us breakfast in the morning (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, I really uh, on his head yeah <laughs> oh that's grim Grim, creepy as anything oh ch- like,
0: do you know what I, I feel I do feel bad for men in the sense of in a, in a in a patriarchal traditional sense men obviously are often the ones that have to make a move I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong and that's that's really really hard to like it's really hard to do especially when you're like, you're like oh, this person's really fit like that must be really daunting i respect any man that, that even has the balls to do it but not when they say things like men don't need porn if they've got you like no thank you no also not true <laughs> <laughs> i've not washed my face in 24 hours <laughs> um okay
1: becca question okay I'm not sure how to practice compassion with my body image when it comes to my stomach specifically. I always have trouble saying that word. I tried using the body functionality resource and I still feel like I can accept and love everything except my stomach. I don't know how to think around it. I don't know. I know that it's a belief that I've always had even before I hit puberty, but I just don't know where to go from here.
0: Job for doing the work so far and like really trying to push yourself to to do it like it's not an easy thing and there's some really cool research I think I've spoken about this before about how if you try and make yourself love something that you don't love or you affirm to yourself that you love something when you don't you're not an idiot like you know that you're lying to yourself and that can be frustrating it's like if you're in a relationship and you can try and convince yourself you love this absolute like a hole, and you're like, oh, it's fine. I love it you're not happy, right? It's the same as with a part of your body that you don't love. There's no point in saying to yourself, I love it, I love it, I love it. You can, of course, practice functionality for your digestion and for the fact that, like, inside that stomach area that you don't like, all your organs are in there, and you know you've got maybe you may or may not have a regular menstrual cycle, but you are like you've got a menstrual cycle. You've you can digest your food and like your body and the stomach creates a safe space for these things. That might be the extent of, like, that might be the extent of it. And actually, what you might want to get to the point of is just saying, I accept that I don't love the way that it looks, but I can also accept that I don't have to spend time thinking about it. Right now you're choosing to actively think about the way that it looks, and that's a choice. You can choose not to think about that. You can choose to practice functionality for the stuff that I was just saying without entertaining the thoughts that you have that you don't like like that you dislike it. And actually, so I think I, I said to you guys yesterday that I'm just going to start my meditation teacher training. And the specific one that I'm doing is mindfulness and compassion meditation because in my head I'm like, I want to develop all of these meditations that are specifically like revolving around body image and relationship with food. And, and I love all the work that's obviously body scans are really helpful here, but when you do your meditations, can you put your hand on your belly? And Anna, you did a great deal on compassionate breathing yesterday, but like similar to that, where you put your hand on your belly and you breathe love and acceptance into that area and feel it. Like it's almost like a visual of feeling your breath and feeling this intention and feeling this love moving through your body and that specific area, and then breathing it out and relaxing. And consistently doing things like that, where that's not a quantitative thing but it's actively bringing your attention and love to that area I did it for a while when I used to be quite closed off shocking and hard to believe but in my heart towards men and 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 like I know people are like no way she loves men like she's all about the love logically I am and to be fair now I like literally now I am but there was definitely a time in my life where I, I was very closed off and I would do the same with my heart and I would put my hand on my heart and I would almost envision my heart when I breathe in I envisioned my heart like getting bigger and softer and you know what that looked like for me in my head of being much more open and I did that I remember this was years ago I did a solid month of what I'd call heart open meditations every single day I had my rose quartz I had my incense of course, had, of, my, course. Oh, of course right what else I had a rose quartz on my wrist a rose quartz crystal by my side one up my ass like I was really like I'm on it and I had a candle that was about manifesting like compassion and stuff like that and I remember after it after a month of it I had I'm not going to say what I called it with my friend I had a great six weeks of my life and I remember being like, I must have manifested this from all of my thoughts, course. But like, of course it wasn't related to that, but it's all about intention, right? It's, it is a, a mindset and a choice. And so I think some, some sort of meditations around that might be potentially quite helpful. Mm-hmm.
2: I, this might, this is going to depend where you're at on your journey. And obviously Becca will, be a good gauge of this but something that I tried recently with a client who also has the same hang-up area and realized that we were having a chat and she'd realized that actually when she's in her day-to-day clothes it's not an issue because she dresses to feel comfortable and I'm gonna say hide that area or mask that area, but in certain clothing or in underwear, bikini, that sort of thing, there was almost that shock in that, okay, this is actually what my body looks like. So we set the challenge wearing her um, hairband on her wrist, in that she would spend two minutes at some point in the day just in front of the mirror, and if she noticed any negative thoughts, then that was the hairband, and just to just to bring her mind back, and just to almost get used to seeing her body in that way. And it's been about a month now, and she's saying that thoughts are definitely more neutral, and that yeah, this is it. And like you you said Amelia, it's not a case of we're not forcing love, because. I can't promise her that she'll get to a point where she can fully accept and and love that that part of her body and that's okay but it's knowing that actually I can be fairly comfortable with it.
0: That's like exposure therapy right?
1: Yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah that's a really good point actually because there is lots of avoidance going on so I think it's like the fear of the unknown then builds up. Like, oh, is it, it's really bad. It's really bad. But actually, it's the thought of it that's worse than it actually is. Um, so, yeah, they love that one, I think. Okay. What's the thing that motivates
0: you most when you're not feeling motivated? Hmm. I will
2: go first on this because okay. it has been like six weeks, maybe even longer of feeling that way until this week, this week has been fantastic. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Um, And genuinely having my coach, knowing that each week I was having to show up to him, that was super helpful because if I didn't have a coach, I wouldn't have gone to the gym, most definitely. Probably would have let other things slide that I know helped me feel my best and equally keeping like we bang on about it all the time But what am I going to thank myself for doing this time next week this time next month and those those were the things that made me continue to show up and do the things that I needed to do even when I really didn't want to
1: yeah yeah I think as well not beating yourself up for not feeling feeling it you know you can get in that headspace you're like why am I not like happy to just be doing what I usually am happy to do and that can even just drive you further the opposite way of just beating yourself up and speaking to yourself negatively so first off like accept okay I don't feel motivated that's okay that's part of being a human we're not always going to be buzzing around the place Um, and then thinking about how you're going to feel after it so like yesterday I was like I really don't want to go for my walk I don't want to go you know when you just Sometimes you're like, oh, I can't wait to go. And then other times you're like, I can't think of anything worse. And the dogs were like, I need to go walk. And they were jumping at me because they have a certain time that they know they're going anyway. So I just thought about how it's going to feel afterwards and how my my clients push through these these things. So that's what I did. My clients motivated me in that situation. Um, But then after you always do feel better. So thinking about how your future self is going to feel is a good one and habit stacking as well
0: yeah I totally agree I think future self one is something that like we talk about it all the time because it's so impactful and it's not about how do I want to feel in six months or a year it's like how do I want to feel in the morning I think I asked myself so similar to you the last couple of weeks for me have been like since I got back from IFS it's been a bit like blah and the other night I went to like a my first night at the Buddhist meditation center and I really was. I got, I knew that I wouldn't want to go. So I thought I'll pay for it in advance, but then it didn't work online. So I thought I said, I'll pay because once you commit to something and you either invest in yourself, like with a coach or you put money into it in some way, you're much more likely to commit to it. So um, I thought I'll do that, didn't work. And I knew as it got closer to the time, I was like, I just want dominoes and to not go. And I literally said to myself about 10 times, what, how are you going to feel in the morning? How are you going to feel in the morning? How are you going to feel in the morning? And I dragged my ass there just thinking, I really, really don't want to go. And I did it, and I was really, really glad that I did it. And I think so, I think that questioning is obviously crucial. And then the other thing is accepting that you're not motivated all the time, and relying on motivation is a surefire way to eventually fail because you are not you're a human like you said Becca and you're not going to be motivated all the time and actually it's about saying okay well how am I setting myself up for success do I have those self questions that I'm ready to ask myself like what will my future self like before have I developed a practice or a habit and that's why one of the reasons we push so much habits as opposed to these outcome-based goals we are every week we're like what habits have you done because we want you to develop these into practices so that on the days that you just think I'm so unmotivated, you don't have to think twice about. Well, I'm still going to go for a walk. Of course, I'm going to go for a walk because I always go for my walk. Or I'm still going to meditate before bed because I hope oh, that's just what I do. Even if I'm going to bed crying my eyes out and miserable, I know that that's the thing. not me, by the way, but in general, <laughs> um I've not had a bad week. Um, like that that practice is there. So I think really trying to step away from thinking that one day I'll wake up and be like. I'm going to be motivated all the time. Like it's like it's not going to happen. I'm thinking, what can I do to support myself now? What habits can I do to like solidify now, so that when that day comes, because it will come, you don't even really have to think about it, and you just do it anyway. Mm,
2: it's me, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to stick to the same sort of theme and any tips for holding myself more accountable to my actions to ensure I'm progressing each week?
0: Hmm. Is it accountability that you need? Because you've got Anna, so you have that accountability. Or is it actually that you don't quite understand or recognize or value the goals that you've set yourself or the habits that you've set yourself or the habits Anna has set you? When we set habits, we're person-centered coaches. So we say, I hear what you're saying. This is what I know is going to support you to get to where you want to go. Um, they're not our goals. And like so we're not kind of leading you in a direction that you don't want to go in. It's guided by you. We can see why it's important. Can you see why these things are actually important? Because when you take a step out of yourself and you're struggling with that, think about like why... If you're struggling to say, let's say you're struggling to meditate, like, okay, well, how does that habit of meditation fit in line with what you say you want to achieve? Take a step back and think about what have I said is important to me. What do I want to feel like next week? Based on that, how does this habit align with those things? And you know, something we use with our clients is the choice point model of, um, you know, in a certain situation, what move, what is going to, what action is going to move me towards my goals and in line with my values and what action is going to move me away from that and so really in that moment it's not about it's not so much about accountability it's more about checking in with yourself and saying okay well you're an adult you have a choice do you want to feel good and progress or do you want to move away from that either is fine and not going to come down on you for it yes she'll hold you accountable because you've said this is what you want but it's less about that. Like one of the reasons you want this is because we all want to accomplish and we all want to achieve. And like I hold myself in the same class and this is something actually in the last few months I've been really trying to call myself on. When I feel frustrated, I say, I feel frustrated because I haven't progressed in this area of my life. I haven't accomplished more in this area of my life. And then I'm like, why do I always need to be accomplishing? Like, why, why does that give me a sense of ease? why can I not just be and feel at ease and that's that's what a lot of us have um and so like really checking in on yourself on that side of things of like why do you need to have a, a tick box accountability thing when what you're actually trying to do right now is act in a way that supports you do you need to have a quantifiable green tech which obviously we do give green tech <laughs> some check-ins um but we're not like you can check on that you can check in on the client app every single day so you've got that accountability there but why do you like why do you rely on that so much it's not a bad thing but question that I think a little bit yeah
1: you know as well that like you can get into the headspace of I have to do this like I've no choice and I'm being punished almost into doing it but you don't have to do it like it's it's a case of you have the choice you know, that research you speak about, Amelia, with the fat loss, like if you have the mindset of, like, get to do this, it's much more positive and longer-lasting results. So look at it as, like, an opportunity almost, um, which isn't always easy to do, obviously, but changing the way you look at doing the things can be a game changer. Um, so are like, thinking of a way of self-care rather than, oh, I must do these to change every part of me agree becca question okay stop me if this has been read out because it's one from a while ago so core beliefs they were mentioned on the podcast this week which was really interesting because i was obviously working on them this week a theme of not good enough and i can't do it resonated and amelia mentioned figuring out where these came from a does it matter where they came from and b how do you figure that out good
0: question i mean anna are like who's gonna go first on this (laughs) (laughs) i'll let you take the lead i'll let you does it matter so there's two streams of thought and if you and becca you'll be more clued up on this than i am in terms of like the therapeutic streams of thought here some therapeutic approaches will say like cbt for example will think about in the moment let's let's manage this behaviorally in the moment right or your thoughts in the moment other streams of thoughts maybe more um like other different modalities of person-centered therapy will be more related to let's figure out maybe like why where this has come from and like practice awareness of that because realistically the benefit of understanding where any of your beliefs come from is really the awareness so that when it does come up again, you go, oh, I noticed that that thought's come up again, but I recognize that's a thought from my past and it's not a current thought. Therefore, I'm going to act from the place that I choose to believe now, not what I did in the past. That's really the benefit, I think, of understanding where it came from. Sometimes I think people can get lost in trying to understand themselves so much. And I've definitely had this conversation with clients in the past of like, your self-awareness is great but we're now in the current future not in the future current present present we're now in the present moment what what matters now awareness great but you can get into a little bit of, a, of like a cycle of just wanting to learn more and more and more about yourself and actually it doesn't help you move forwards so I think it's I think it's helpful to figure out where it, where it comes from but for a lot of us it comes like to figure it out it's a lot of journaling it's therapy it's reading books about self-development and self-awareness to kind of recognize maybe yourself in different pieces of writing um you never really know I think when something's going to trigger you to think oh that's interesting that could have been part of my story too but you get that from reading and listening to so many different sources as well as talking out your own journey so I'm trying to think of an example of like i i think most of us have got this inherent core belief of not being enough on a whole like kind of broad scale not everyone right and i think a lot of the time it's it's we've all got the same sort of reason behind that of things like well, in school especially especially millennials like we were brought up to kind of think achieving is everything so all the way through school we were praised for doing well and we weren't praised for doing not so well and you know we've we live a lot of us live to work not work to live and so society always pushes accomplishment like I was just saying do more and more and more is the way to get um, acknowledgement is the way to get like if your parents always celebrated you for doing really really well whenever like which is great but didn't celebrate you when you didn't you start to learn that you're not enough as you are unless you're doing really 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 well and you develop this core belief that actually as you are just being is not enough so we try and do more and more and more and like that's just one small example but i'd say like generationally that's probably something that a lot of us have got in common and it's not fault of our parents it's just that that was our generation like that's what we've been told gen z is slightly different and I think it's less focused so much on accomplishment because you go to school races now and everyone wins and it's a different vibe. And I don't necessarily think that's helpful either. And there'll be a whole new set of core beliefs that come out of that. Um, so I think it's just really about reading, listening, talking and learning. And again, it's not, you don't need to know, but you can have some common sense about it and probably figure it out for yourself as well.
2: Yeah, I will, I'll pop in the Facebook group um something I think I think I shared it with you Amelia a couple of years ago when I went back to therapy um during lockdown (laughs) oddly enough um and it was the first time I'd been introduced to it and we didn't actually delve too much into it but it was um cognitive analytic therapy and it was um looking at cycles and the, the kind of limiting belief cycle and how that can prompt certain feelings, certain reactions. And that's actually where I started to challenge the perfectionism because as you say, I have this belief that I'm not good enough in, well, it was multiple areas of life, <laughs> if let's be honest. <laughs> and, um, that was my way of of challenging it. That actually, if I do something imperfectly, I'm still, I'm still okay. I'm still good enough. That that's that's cool. Um, and yeah, like you said, I think once once I had that understanding, what well, I knew that I, I, I knew about the limiting belief, but I didn't know how to work through it. I mean, I'd read loads, but it wasn't until I began to implement that that it really really began to stu- stick. Um, but in as far as kind of understanding where they came from I didn't and it wasn't until in my counselling last year when we covered conditions of worth I was like oh yeah okay probably links back to that but again like you can look now I can look back and be like oh wow that, that's probably led me to believe why I'm not good enough but it is what it is and I, I don't think I needed I definitely didn't need that at the time to Get me through the work that I needed to do to to overcome it.
1: Mm. Yeah, there's definitely value though in understanding where it came from because you can really see the patterns then more clearly and it's not as confusing. I think I might be biased in saying that, but I know for me, I had like a I had like a limiting belief, let's say a core belief that came from like when I was really young. And I carried it through and I saw it in every single. So basically it was when I was in school, in primary school, and I was quite young. I was left out and I was like always on the outside because I was shy and quiet. And then like even as I grew up and I wasn't as shy and quiet well, I am. But let's say I, I was coming out of myself. I was still put myself intentionally on the outside. So it kept playing out and I didn't understand it. And it was only when I, it really clicked that this is just learned and it's like ingrained, then I could change it. Um, sort of, kind of, <laughs> it's still a work of progress, but yeah, like so I'm studying the integrative psychotherapy, so it's, we do really value the past, and how the past contributes to the present, but then also CBT is all about moving forward, and how to manage what's happening here and now, um, so I think a combination of both, like you can get so stuck in, oh this happened to me, and that's why I'm this way, and I'm always going to be this way, I can't change, so understanding it, empowering, but not letting it completely become your identity, I think, mm. um, is mm. important.
2: Yeah. Ah, question. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. um, she says, bear with me, I'm trying to word it right. Do you ever find yourself a bit unclear as to whether you are doing a practice daily or planning to begin doing something daily like yoga because you actually want to incorporate it or because you think that's what people who inspire you do Mm -hmm. so for example people in a similar profession this client's a coach with similar values and ethos doing xyz in their day that you see online and they are all practices that would be great to do but actually If it wasn't a good thing for you to do, you potentially might not have any interest. I consider myself someone who is very clear on what I want and don't want, but lately find myself questioning, am I actually doing this because I want to or because it's it's the in thing to be doing in my profession? Maybe I'm influenced more than I think. P.S. Yoga is just an example, not a hater of yoga. I was feeling a little bit attacked <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's such a good question yeah cool oh so good. we need to model think- the answer for a sec go for it go I'm trying to understand it myself because how do you know if it's what you want to do or what you think is the thing to, like it is I actually had a conversation with a client yesterday he was like I I don't know is this coming from me because I've always been pleasing people so now I don't know when my behavior is for me are still pleasing others so it can be really confusing but I think hmm,
0: I think mm-hmm. look at how you feel as a result of doing those things in that let's use yoga as an example right um and say I was doing yoga because loads of the team do yoga and you guys coach more than me and I'm scared to be left behind. So I'm doing yoga, right? Let's go with that. Um, obviously, fictional. <laughs> it actually is. But um, I went there very easily, shockingly. Um, if like I, I, What would come up for me is if I was doing it like that would be scarcity, would be feelings of comparison, would be feelings awesome. of not being enough, would be probably a reluctance to do it I would be thinking I should do this um and it would feel like I don't have the time to do this it would feel like it was taken away from the time that I could be doing meditation or doing check-ins whatever it may be and I wouldn't get necessarily a strong benefit from doing it I don't think I, I would like what used to happen when I would do yoga and I would feel frustrated halfway through it and I would never sit through as fast and I'd be like this is such a piss and waste of time I want to get up and do stuff I would feel like that whereas me doing it like I did in August because I know that it makes me feel great because I wanted to challenge myself um I wanted to do it how that felt was like I got I looked forward to it not every day but I looked forward to that bit of my morning where I knew that that was the time that I did yoga I made it a nice occasion I got my oils out and I got I would like my sage and my palo santo and my candles and I always made it a nice occasion I didn't beat myself up if I missed it because I knew it was a choice and if I missed it one day that I chose not to do it because well because I was hungover but like I chose not to do it, I wanted to do something else, which was lie in a heap and eat an ice cream, that, which was fine. And I could see the benefits of doing it in myself, in that I felt more tuned with myself in that my posture felt a little bit better, those types of things. So I think really you know it by the internal dialogue that you have around it. And similar to disordered eating and dieting sometimes, right? Disordered eating and dieting can look the same on the outside but on the inside they're very different because it's your intention and your thought processes behind it so it's the same sort of thing and you have to get curious with yourself of what is the story that I'm telling myself around this and do you get triggered to do it because you've seen it on social media or is it because you have this drive to do it or because you know that it aligns with your values I'm not 100% sure if that answers the question or not but I think that's how I would approach it but
1: also it's okay to be influenced like to be inspired by something like I never did yoga until I became part of the team and I saw you and Anna saying how amazing it was oh I'll pay that I'm um, pleased <laughs> please,
2: please you know like I'm you get now.
1: you are yeah you get ideas and you get inspired and then you're like oh well they're really finding it helpful maybe isn't that life though you and social media you see so much so if you're an overthinker, it could be a thing that you're overthinking it slightly as well. Not to uh, you know, sound condescending in any way, but it's it's still benefiting you. The motive might be different to what you'd want it to be in the future. but
0: Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I would say on that, though, be mindful of, like we're obviously using yoga as an example because so that was such a good example in the question, but be mindful of, taken in too much from everyone else because i might have done yoga every day in august but i didn't train as much and i didn't like i didn't meditate as much actually because i was like well i've done yoga so i don't need to maybe make as much time for that and i definitely didn't walk as much because it replaced my morning walk in the morning because that was a value if a priority if you are comparing to a 100 different people and you're like that person does yoga every day that person meditates every day that person does 12,000 steps every day, you're trying to do all of those things in one day is probably going to be quite disruptive. And at some point, you're going to feel overwhelmed. So, again, inspiration is helpful. Something that we spoke about in IFS is, and we'll be speaking about it at a level up actually, is the premise of comparison is, can be really helpful. Comparison to someone who is maybe a bit further on in their career than you, helpful. Comparison to your past self, helpful comparison to someone who's kind of on the same level as you probably unhelpful because that's not it's not upwards enough to motivate you and if anything you just think should I be doing x y and z because they're on the same level as me and they're doing them so look at like where you're getting this comparison from and and who you're looking up to in that way Mm, I was gonna add now
2: please don't anybody hate me for throwing back to lockdown but the handstand challenge oh, good times that everybody was doing. And for me, there was genuinely that what everyone else is doing. I've got nothing else to do. So I probably should. And initially it did give me, I guess, a bit of connection because I could be like, do you know what? This is really hard, guys. And you would be like, yeah, yeah, it is. And other people, if I shared it on stories, they'd maybe give me tips and stuff, but I had that realization that actually my intention behind it wasn't for me. It was for everyone else. And that's when I started yoga instead. (laughs) And really
0: found what I was looking for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Intention is intention is everything, I think, in any part of the world. This is a total this is a total side note, nothing to do with this question whatsoever. But and I'm mindful that we brought this up on the podcast the other day re the person that I had an argument with at IFS about all men I would like to provide an update that this person did actually reach out to me and apologized and said that they behaved in a way that they were not proud of and that um I handled myself very well which was very reassuring because I had had some tequila by that point by walking away and they would like to com- continue the conversation sober and that they took full responsibility and then they were very sorry so I would like to say that because I know that I didn't I definitely didn't um badmouth this person because I think I said in the podcast like it's a situation and yeah um but to kind of make it clear that he did apologize and just, not all men and all that jazz good 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 anyway moving on um it's me any suggestions for moving forward through our past resentment up if there has been now clear boundaries set and you want to give things a go without carrying your ton truck full of ammunition with you how do you let things go enough to allow the opportunity of harmony but not be a total
1: mug another great question that is a great question total mug does that mean like not being made not going through it again yeah basically like not being made a fool of Mm. suppose you have a choice like you can have a choice if you're moving on and trying to give it another go that you you almost have to trust but otherwise because if you don't actually trust it's 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 not going to happen the resentment is going to be there and it's just going to keep building up um journal and I'm I'm guessing you're going to say journal too (laughs) but yeah like get it all out is Amelia still here she's pretty freezing yeah um get it all out onto a page
0: yeah yeah i think i agree i think it is a a choice like you said this is this is where mindfulness can be really really helpful mindfulness is about being present less about ruminating on the past or worrying about the future and more about being present where you are like with what you have in front of you right now you've done everything that you can you've set the boundary you've set the expectation you said if you don't if you can't um work with these boundaries then then there will be an outcome to that whatever that outcome may be walking away you know, whatever it is that you've now done all that you can do you now have to say right i accept this is the situation now and i trust that i trust myself to follow through with the boundary that I have set. I think that's really important. I shared this on Instagram recently. Often, like, we worry about things happening again, whether it be someone pushing your boundaries, someone cheating on you, you, like, making a poor choice with something. You you can't always trust that this person is not going to push your boundary again. What you have to do is get to the point where you trust yourself enough to know that you won't put up with it if they do. Mm. You can't control other people. All you can do is control yourself. So uh, be proud of yourself for setting those boundaries, accept that you are now in this present moment. The past is the past. Things have been communicated. You have a choice whether you move forwards with this or if you continue to choose to feel that resentment. But by doing the latter, it is going to negatively impact your current relationship. And that's and if that's the choice you want to make then that's fine but it's like when you have stories in your head we all do this right it's like when you're in the shower and you run through a conversation that you wish you just had with the person at the door rather than you being really polite even though they really pissed you off right you 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 go through this conversation in your head of like i wish i said this this and this you don't have to do that you don't have to run through those conversations in your head You are, again, you are not your thoughts. You are not those conversations in your head. You are the person who is aware of those thoughts. You can go, well, that's funny. That conversation is going on in my head right now. I'm not going to choose to entertain that. I'm going to come back to the smell of my shampoo. I'm going to come back to the feeling of this little sponge on my body. I'm going to come back to this present moment. Or I'm going to come back to thinking about the three things I'm grateful for today. I'm going to come back to the present. not get lost in these thoughts so when you feel yourself like going back towards that resentment you have a choice to entertain it or you can say no I'm going to focus on now I've made those changes that I need to make I've set those boundaries this is all I have right now because you should, what you don't want to do is waste what could be, potentially be really joyful days and joyful moments with someone resentful over something that you've put to bed Okay, what's the point
2: Yeah I was just going to add I mean whether it's something you journal on or whether it's just something that you keep in mind when you are feeling that resentment or worrying that they're going to push your boundaries and just ask yourself like how is how is holding on to that worry how is holding on to that resentment actually serving you and like Amelia was saying about coming back to the present moment actually remembering that Like ultimately, your energy is finite. So, if you're spending all of your time feeling that resentment, feeling that worry, then it's taking away from all the energy that could be spent in the present moment and enjoying what you're doing.
1: Yeah. And also, it's in your head all the time. You're going to see it, see the relationship through that lens. And, you know, like that confirmation bias, which is going to be adding to your feelings of, you know, myth. mistrust distrust mistrust isn't it <laughs> distrust i'm <laughs> like i don't know it's was the right word um, sure. yeah and like yeah like amelia said you're only responsible for your behavior not anyone else's and you can't actually control the way they respond to this like second go or whatever goal it is um so yeah that's all i have to add to yeah. you, you know what?
0: No, the confirmation bias is such a good point like, with confirmation bias If you don't know what that means, you basically look for evidence to confirm your beliefs in a nutshell, right? So if um, you choose to believe that this person is going to push your boundaries or you believe that this person is like, this is not the specific example. Say this person is a cheater, right? You're going to look for anything that you can to confirm to yourself that, that you can't trust him. So you're going to start looking through his phone. You're going to notice the way he looks at other women in the street. You're going to notice these things and because you want to be right. You want to confirm that bias. And that's not a very helpful place to live. It's the same as like with our bodies. If we have this belief that we are unlovable because we are in a larger body, we're going to start noticing if people look at us for a split second longer than, than we thought that they should look at us. Well, that's because they can. They think that I'm in that I'm in a larger body. Or um, if someone doesn't want to go on another date with you, you tell yourself, "Oh, well, that's evidence. It's because I'm in a larger body, and I'm not like they don't want me because I'm in a larger body." We start to find things that confirm to us that that we're right, even if we're not right. So you have like you have to be super aware of those kind of beliefs that you have, and how they then play out in like the present moment. A question
2: um, sometimes I get that afternoon slump and reach for sugar as a pick-me-up fine on occasion but not something I think is a helpful habit the obvious choice would be to have a break but not always possible during the working week I also try not to have caffeine past 11am because of my sleep so that's a no for me too any tips on what else I can do to revive myself
0: I had this conversation with a client the other day, actually. She came up with some good ideas. Um, decaf coffee is fab because you lie to yourself and you tell yourself it's coffee. And genuinely, it works pretty well. We, do, we pretty much all do it, right? Have decaf coffee regularly. Um, that's an option. You could, like, if you've got time to get up and have some sugar, you've got time to get up and walk for three minutes, five minutes, to stick your head out of the window for 30 seconds. To do a yoga pose, where so one of my clients likes the yoga pose that you like, you put your legs up against the wall. That can be like, that can be really helpful because it brings, like, it redistributes your blood, right? So doing something like that, doing a downward dog for thirty seconds, and you can't do that in an office necessarily. But (laughs) can you imagine? I'm trying to think of when I worked in the offices, like at the uni, I would probably just go into a classroom and, like, I would go into the classroom to do stretches or at the time i would just go to the toilet that was further away or i'd walk up and down the stairs or i would go to the printer that was further away or i would go and have a conversation with a colleague that i've been putting off just so that it would give me some connection to wake me up there are so many things you can do that are gonna sugar doesn't wake you up like it doesn't wake you up it doesn't lead you to be more productive if anything you might be bored but so you just need a pattern interrupt whatever that could be um one of my favorite ones at the moment is like just doing um, like a forward fold. I just stand there because I love there's something I really love about the feeling of like decompressing my neck and like the top of my back. Because I often by the end of the day and in the morning, to be fair, it feels really like I shouldn't be doing this, which is like, OK, and that's quite nice to like feel like I'm elongating again. So that's my go to at the moment. Um, so there's plenty of things you can do or replace the sugary snacks with grapes or fresh berries. Or, cherry okay, tomatoes. Now I'm out of ideas.
2: Yeah, I mean, I had this talk a while ago with a client and we, we reframed as an energy snack. And like you said, it was where possible, maybe it was like getting a breath of fresh air just for a couple of minutes. Okay, if you're in an office, then yeah, maybe just crack open the window. Or have a listen to your favorite song because again that's like two minutes that's all it needs to take to like lift your mood um and having a list of go-tos so you have a bit like implementation intentions so you've got some okay when I'm at home some when I'm if I'm in the office some that I can do when I've actually got a decent break or some that I know are just going to be like 30 seconds to perk me up.
0: Agree. like exercise snacks it's it's useful to think of all these things like snacks like exercise snacks food snacks hydration snacks nap snacks always a favorite nap snacks are great (laughs) (laughs) but or connection snacks social snacks all of those things just snacks 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 okay last question um
1: okay i try snacks keeps bringing around (laughs) my head (laughs) snacks I tried the first exercise in the value resource one and the value resource one and it made me realize that my job doesn't align with any of my values I also got stuck on what I needed to change in my life to be more in line with my values my mind went blank I can quit my job but I do think a first step might be to stop being so preoccupied with my job in the first place it's also interesting how my eating habits made me realize this so basically mindful eating was a big um, area so slowing down and being Distraction free, and then the thoughts came from this. Such a good,
0: such a good realization, isn't it? It's one of the reasons why people struggle to be mindful because when you start being mindful, you you stop being distracted. You stop being distracted. Guess what comes creeping in? Your thoughts and your feelings, and nobody wants them. Um, And you can either approach them with curiosity, like this person's obviously done, which is amazing, or you can say, "I don't like mindfully and I'm not going to do it." So applaud this person. Um, I think. I got asked this question recently on Instagram about someone's job and I was saying like your job doesn't have to be your purpose and your passion and like this all-encompassing thing that you love every day like it's great when it is right and we're really lucky that we love our jobs and like that's fab but it doesn't have to be like that your job could align with your values because it puts food on the table for your children It could align with your values because it gives you space away from your family and allows you to show up for your family in a more present and kind of rested way. Um, It doesn't have to be like, well, my job is, I don't know, working in McDonald's. I can't see how that's serving burgers aligns with things. Although I do think that's a very helping profession because you're giving people food. So in that case, it probably does. But think kind of try and think outside the box a little bit in terms of how it may align with things that are important to you that you don't necessarily, like haven't necessarily thought of from the get-go.
2: Yeah, so much that. I think there can often be that panic like when you realise that, oh my gosh, this doesn't align with actually what's important to me. And like you were saying, Amelia, have a look at how it aligns with everything else going on and what's important to you. But equally, I think if it is something that you are considering moving away from, then again, reframing that actually, this is important to me right now to get me to where I want to be. Um, so it's not, it's not that it's not aligning by any means, it's just a stepping stone. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. Okay, great questions everyone, Keep them coming. Thanks so much guys.
1: Thank
0: Thank you. you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, if you did, please do feel free to like, share, subscribe, and review. And if you would like to chat to me, then you can find details of my Instagram in the show notes.